Praise the Lord, gentlemen. It's my responsibility and privilege to give you an exhortation. While the duties to your offices look very different between the two that we have, the type of man that you are to be is the same for each one of you. Our book of church order in chapter 8. You reckon this is one of the services every year you hear the most about the BCO? Our book of church order speaks about elders, but the substance of what it says in chapter 8, even though it's about elders, the substance of this particular part is suitable for all officers in Christ's church. It says it is our duty to be spiritually fruitful, dignified, and prudent, an example to the flock, and to govern well in the house and kingdom of Christ. It's that first and, and primary phrase I, I want us to give our attention to for just a couple of minutes. Let's see if I can get your names right. I've been working on them. So, Aaron, Jonathan, Trent, Wesley, Jacob, Matthew, and David, I exhort you to be spiritually fruitful. Be spiritually fruitful. In order to give some feet to such a broad exhortation, I'm going to give you four imperatives that fall underneath this heading. First, number one, prize the Lord above all else. Prize the Lord above all else. We all live in a sinful world and each of us remains uh, under the influence of our corruption from our, our original nature. And these things will tempt you to desire other idols, um, other things in your life that are not the Lord. I hate to tell you this, but it's true. As, as officers in Christ's church, the devil will take special aim at you. You will have, you will have a target painted on your back. You'll be tempted by pride and by money, by sexual immorality. You'll be tempted by power and by things. Puritan William Jenkins said, To forsake Christ for the world or a lust is to leave a mountain of gold for a heap of dung. You must prize the Lord above all else and cling to Him. Your only defense against falling is to prize him above everything else. It's what the psalmist writes in Psalm 73 as he looks around the world and he wonders why the, the, the evil people prosper. He gets towards the end of his psalm and he writes, Whom have I in heaven but you? There is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. So that's your goal every day to prize the Lord, to remember that, that apart from Him, you are helpless. Apart from what He has done for you, you are helpless and dead, just like all of us need to remember that we have not saved ourselves, that we have not called ourselves to be God's people, but He, he has come toward us. We need to remember that the world has nothing good to offer us. You need to remember that Jesus is your salvation and your happiness you need to seek Him through the Word and through prayer. You need to make the Lord your chief treasure. And in this way, you will stand against sin and Satan. You prize the Lord above all else. Secondly, prioritize your family. Prioritize your family. You'll remember the language from 1 Timothy chapter 3 when he speaks about church officers. Paul writes that he must manage his own household well with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? 
You know, before you can lead the church, you must lead your family. Before you can lead any of these people, you need to leave, lead, not leave, lead your people. Right, before, before any of you would ever hope to feed the big flock, you have to learn how to feed the little flock. Make time for your wife. Pray for her and nurture her and love her as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Bring your children up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. You know, you aim at their hearts and the behavior comes along. We get that mixed up a lot. You aim at their hearts. Um, you teach them by your prayers and by your example how to love God and how to love his word and how to love his people. John Flavel says, a man, a man is what he is in his family. Prioritize your family. Thirdly, pursue the flock. You know, in Acts chapter 6, when the first deacons were ordained and the elders were specifically set apart for their purpose of prayer and the ministry of the word, we understand there in that chapter that the role of officers, both deacons and elders, uh, is, is one that is of benefit to the congregation. We might say that we serve the Lord by serving his people. He's called us to serve his people. And so, to use words that Paul speaks in Acts 20, it is your responsibility to pay careful attention to all the flock. Sometimes there's a misconception that deacons are only supposed to deal with money in the building, and that's not true. Um, there'd be men who are concerned with the whole church. This means that all of us who are officers, you men included now, this means you check in on families that you know and you meet new ones and you check in on them too. You bend down and you speak to their children. You let them know that you love them. You inquire after their spiritual well-being. You're to kindly, this is maybe more for an elder, but you're to kindly urge them to attend the worship services and the prayer meetings of the church. You seek after their good. Maybe more of a deacon's issue. If there are needs that are to be met in some way, you see that the needs are met. But most important of all, elders and deacons, all of us together, we must pray for the people. We must pray for them. We, we must pray, as what, what Paul says in Philippians chapter 3, we pray that, that they would know Christ and the power of his resurrection and that they may share in his sufferings. We pursue the flock. Lastly, fourthly, we, pri we, we prize the Lord, we prioritize our families, we pursue the flock, but in all of this, we patiently wait on God. We patiently wait on God. All, all the prayers that you will make for, for yourself, for your own heart and your own life, all the prayers you will make for your families, all the prayers that you will make for this congregation, what can you do to move those things along? Nothing. We are impotent. We must wait on God. This is a constant theme throughout the psalm. Psalm 27, 14 says, Wait for the Lord. Isn't it interesting that when this command, he says, Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. The reason he says that we have to be strong is because patience is one of the most difficult things you'll ever do as an officer in the church. Because you want everything to be better right now. And you want the people to act this way right now. No offense. I'm not, I'm not getting on to anybody. The Lord calls us to wait and to be patient for his time. The idea of waiting um, 
it reminds us that God is the one that makes our work fruitful. I'm charging you to spiritual fruitfulness, but you must remember that you wait on God for that fruitfulness to come about. So you you can't seek him. If we think about prizing the Lord, you can't seek him on your own. You only love him because he first loved you. You only can move toward him because he has made you alive and able to move toward him. All of your life is a response to God. All of our life is, is a waiting upon him. We wait for the Lord. But neither can you do any good to your family in your own strength. Your wife and your children will benefit from your leadership but only so far as the Lord ministers to them by his spirit. Only so far as he makes what you are doing effective. Um, you, you must obey and pray and wait. And so also in the church, you're catching on probably, that, that, that your care of God's people in whatever sphere of your labor, whether elder or deacon, your care is only effective because God makes it effective. You can't do anything. You can't do anything because God does everything. You obey and you pray, and maybe at this point, since we're getting to the end, I'll say we obey and we pray and then we wait and we, we expectantly hope that God will do what he said he will do, and he will. He will do amazing things through your ministry, and you better never take credit for a moment of it, Okay. Never. God is effective, not you. It is a man who's given up on himself that God uses. You died to self when God drew you to Christ. May the Lord grant you that same death in your service to this church. Amen.